Girlfriends, episode number 244, Not Lukewarm with Deanna Bartolini. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Glad you are here. Always glad to connect with you here on the Girlfriends podcast. This week, my special guest is Deanna Bartolini, and she happens to be one of the 80 outstanding presenters that we have joining us for the Catholic Moms Summit, which is coming up next month, November 13th to 15th. This event is going to be live. It's going to be virtual. It is free to register. You do not want to miss out on this unique opportunity to be part of the hugest, the biggest, the most epic event for Catholic moms in the history of all time. Seriously, this is the biggest thing that's happening for Catholic moms. So I want you to be there. It won't be the same if you're not a part of it. So go to catholicmomssummit.com. You can register for free. There's a ton of awesome content. Like I said, we have 80 presenters. And so they're going to have talks on all things, all walks of life for about marriage, about parenting, about um, work-life balance, about your own personal self-care, about friendships, about building community, all of the things that we women think about, care about, want to share about. That's what's going to be going on there in the summit. So I want you to check it out. Like I said, free to register and you will get access to all of those talks for that weekend of November 13th through the 15th. There is an all access pass upgrade that I really want you to prayerfully consider doing because first of all, this is a way you can support Catholic presenters and Catholic organizations that are working hard to put on this summit for you during these strange and uncertain times. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to be able to do that. But then Besides that, it is just a great value for you. All of the bonus content that you're going to get access to, the forever lifetime access to the talks, the presentations, plus a 21-day Advent retreat that you get to be a part of, and lots of other little bonuses, side benefits, extra live videos and bonus content from our great presenters and stuff that I'm working hard to put together for you as well. So check out all of that information at catholicmomssummit.com. You'll see Deanna Bartolini there. You will definitely see me there, and I am excited to connect with you there. Okay, so I do want to share my conversation with Deanna with you. I've known Deanna for a long time going back um, through CatholicMom.com, but this was my first opportunity to really sit down and talk with her about her work, her ministry, her writing, and all the different ways that she is providing quality Catholic content, especially to support women, especially to connect with women. So I know you're going to be interested in all that Deanna has to share. Take a listen to our recent conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girlfriends. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad Deanna Bartolini is here as well. She is our special guest today. Deanna Bartolini is a writer, speaker, retreat leader, and educator who wants to live, quote, not lukewarm and help you to do the same. She is married to Deacon John, loves being a mom and a grandmother. Deanna has served in ministry for over 40 years as a religious education director, youth minister, liturgical coordinator, and unbound prayer minister. A student of Ignatian spirituality, Deanna is studying to become a spiritual director. Her website, DeannaBartolini.com, is where you can find her writing, books, podcast, and her live virtual Bible studies. We're going to dive into all of that here today. Welcome, Deanna. I'm glad you're joining me here on Girlfriends. Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm sure this is going to be a fun interview, even though that bio sounds like who is that person she's talking about? Is that actually me? <laughs> it's you. 
<laughs> I know. I feel that way sometimes too. We kind of feel disembodied from all of these things that we do. And, you know, just, just that, that one badge, the 40 years of ministry, I mean, that is such a, a beautiful witness and testimony, but to get us started before we dive into the real details of the kinds of things that you do. Um, let's start by talking about that, those words, not lukewarm, because I know that's a theme for a lot of the kinds of work that you do. Tell us what it it is. is. So this is one of those, really, that's how this happened stories. Um, (laughs) So many, many years ago, I was a relatively young mom and I had uh, some ladies from church said they were getting together to do a Bible study. And I had never really done a formal Bible study. And they said they were starting with the book of Revelation. And so I said, okay, we'll do that. And I went. And I remember um, my husband bought me a Bible, very nice, Ignatius study Bible, a Catholic study Bible. I get my Bible, I go. And and I realized that Revelation is the last book of the Bible. And it's also one of the most difficult books of the Bible. (laughs) Why start there? Right, and that's why I say that, not as a point of pride, but rather of a, what was I thinking? Um, but nonetheless, now, what we had were these VCR tapes, which that now gives you an idea of how long ago this was, and we would watch the VCR tape of a priest talking, and then we had, I guess, some sort of a workbook, I don't really remember, and we would go through the study, and so as we're reading, we're reading this verse, Revelation 3.16, where Jesus is talking to the various churches mm-hmm. and he's not happy with most of them. <laughs> and so he says to one of them, you are neither hot nor cold. You are lukewarm. And so I will spit you out of my mouth. And I remember thinking that's really disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't some translations say like vomit you like, yes, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like really like, like he doesn't even like, he wants really nothing to do with them. Right. So I remember thinking, okay, then clearly lukewarm is bad. <laughs> and so at that point, I realized that's how I wanted to live, not lukewarm. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it comes easy to me. I'm originally from New York. I'm the oldest of four children. I'm Italian. So, you know, living sort of <laughs> like bigger than life right. sort of works for me on some level. But really, really spiritually is what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, just really embracing my faith and embracing what God has for me and the idea that that's if we live that way, we're going to be better for it. I don't want to say happier for it, but we're going to be better for it, you know, ultimately, which is right. really the long game, right? Ultimately, we're, we're better for it. So that's it to live not lukewarm. I love that. I, and I that that has always that passage has always stood out to me as well as sort of a, a message for well, probably for all times, but for our times, especially because isn't that the way a lot of people, and I know I do it sometimes too, approach their spiritual lives? It's kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm there on Sundays. Mm, okay, yeah, when it suits me, you know, not hot, not cold. We're not on fire for our faith and we're not outright rejecting it either. We're like, you know, that that murky middle. And I was always kind of struck by that. Like, oh, God's offended by that more so than if we outright reject him. Imagine that. Yeah, well, and when I think about it, just like as a, as a person, you know, when you're, when you have a great idea or you think it's a great idea and you go into your boss and say, what about this? And there's no response. I can remember <laughs> saying, tell me yes, or tell me no, I can take no better than I can take nothing. And, right. and I think from that perspective, isn't that what Jesus is saying, right? Like it's yes, or it's no. I mean, if you consciously choose to say no to God, 
that is your prerogative. It's not, would not be my choice, right. um, but yeah, make a choice, make a decision, take a stand, mm-hmm. you know, take yeah. a stand. It's not always easy, but it's what we're called to do. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's such a great theme to, to bring to all of your spiritual endeavors. So maybe just to give us a little bit of an idea of where you're coming from. You mentioned being the oldest of four and being Italian. So that makes me think cradle Catholic, but I'm not sure. Um, can you tell us yeah. a little bit about your faith journey? <laughs> Absolutely. Cradle Catholic. Um, went to Catholic school, uh, went to Catholic high school. And then when I was in college, um, I went to a, a city university in New York. And eventually, um, when I got married, I got married while I was still in college. And But through that, I didn't always like being the oldest of four because mm-hmm. my house, you're going to laugh at this, Danielle, being the mom of eight. Yeah. Yeah. My house was never quiet. <laughs> um, and so I would usually go to one of two places. I would either go to church or I would go to the library because back then you could walk to the church or the library by yourself. Right. And it was safe. Right. So that's what I would do. And I just really found a level of acceptance and peace and comfort there um, because my mom was crazy busy with all those children who mm-hmm. were not nearly as perfect as, as I was. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, of course. Right? <laughs> so, um, and that's, so in that we were, at that time, the school had mostly sisters um, and they, it was like the cool time of the church, right? It was the seventies. It's interesting when I when I tell people that because they say, well, you're not like a crazy person. And, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm very traditional. I don't like to use the word conservative. Mm-hmm. I like to use the word traditional. But I grew up in a time of um, guitar singing nuns. And I actually was a guitar singing, not a nun, but in the folk group <laughs> of church. Yeah. Um, and so all of that just played into the sense that they really, our stress in forma- forming us was that Jesus loved us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus does love us, and I believe that sincerely, and I believe that's the only reason why most of us are okay, is because Mm -hmm. of him. But as I grew up, I realized there was more than just that. But even in high school, I was on the retreat team, and I would always find that one sister, or we had uh, Franciscan brothers in our high school, or that one brother who would call us to something more, to Mm -hmm. something a little deeper, and to get beyond that idea that Jesus loves you to what is, what does that mean? What does that mean in your life? Um, And so that was huge for me to have those, those interactions with those adults who really helped form me to appreciate the truths of our faith, not just the surfacey kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which I think is so important. Right. Yeah. It sounds like taking it beyond feelings, right. To like actually understanding the truths that our church offers us and the gift that those truths are. So yeah, I, I love that. It was very touchy feely, right? It was the seventies. Yeah. Um, you know, people laugh and they say, Oh, what did you used to do? Sing Kumbaya? Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, we sing the, the Pepsi song. You know, that's, you probably don't know this song, but that's okay. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Oh, right. Sure. That's no, isn't that a Coke? That's the Coke song. Is that Coke? I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Soda. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, um, but we yeah, used to sing that, that in church. We used to mm-hmm. sing all sorts of things in church that just not appropriate. 
I mean, <laughs> not like inappropriate, but right, just right. No, I know what you're choices. saying. Yeah, I know choices. what you're saying. So yeah, so so you come a, a long way then in your spiritual journey, and you know what? I think it's great <laughs> if it starts with you know singing kumbaya with nuns, and I mean, I think that's very appropriate for certain age groups, and um, you know, you got to start somewhere, and it needs to needs to touch your heart in some way because I know I had similar experiences growing up and you know I don't I don't reject all of that stuff outright I think it, it served a purpose in my life and um, it, it offered me the opportunity the invitation to kind of go deeper in my faith life and it sounds like you're you've done a similar thing so speaking of that so you're you're studying to become a spiritual director can you, can yes. you first tell us a little bit about exactly what that is so a spiritual director, I'll tell you what a spiritual director is not first. Not a counselor, not a therapist, not a life coach. Mm-hmm. And obviously a spiritual director does not have to be clergy or religious. Mm-hmm. So a spiritual director is someone who walks with you on your spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a good way to look at a spiritual director is someone who is a sounding board for you in terms of where God is calling you to grow more deeply in your faith, in your prayer life, and how you are living. Let's face it, most of us have great ideas in our heads. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we articulate them, we realize they're not great ideas. But sometimes when they're articulated, we realize they are good ideas. And a spiritual director, as a sounding board, can really help you figure out what God is asking of you and what he's revealing to you. Because really all of our life is about a journey, right? So we we start out as little children doing goofy things, maybe singing Kumbaya. But as we grow and we develop our faith, we're not that child anymore because that's not what God wants for us. And so when you have a spiritual director, you are really able to look at not only who God is, who God is in relation to you. And that might sound sort of a little turned around, but it's the idea that we have a place in this world, right? Mm-hmm. God created us all for a purpose. Oftentimes we have no idea what that purpose is. And I think spiritual direction helps with that. It's just, it's really journeying with a person. And oftentimes you're journeying with, with people who have maybe doubts and confusions and it helps them to clarify. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people go to spiritual direction because they're looking for particular answers in a particular situation. Mm-hmm. So for example, people who are young may be trying to decide if they have a vocation to religious life, priesthood versus marriage. Or maybe people are trying to decide, do I take this job in this city right near my house or do I move 3,000 miles away? Right. Okay. Or, you know, as we get older, um, spiritual direction can be helpful when you're trying to discern a career path or who are you supposed to marry or how am I supposed to be with my children? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I guide my children? All of that. So it's really, it's just such a beautiful process where God just reveals so much of who he is and what he wants for you. In, in that in that spiritual direction process, I think. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And it sounds like there's a lot of crossover in other areas of your life because of course your spirituality is encompasses all of those things. Um, so do you, do you have a spiritual director that you have on a regular basis? Has that been part of your journey? 
Yes. So it's actually before you can actually start school, you have to actually have been in spiritual direction Mm -hmm. um, and discerned this with your spiritual director. So I've had numerous spiritual directors um, because sometimes people, they move or they stop Mm -hmm. being spiritual directors or it's not always a a good fit. Mm -hmm. So um, I had a really good, great spiritual director um, who lived right nearby. Um, She was a, a sister and then she moved and um, we did Zoom for a little bit, and that didn't work so well, just for different reasons. And so now I have someone who's local. Sadly, during COVID, we're back to do Zooming, but yeah, oh well. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, so we have. I have a spiritual director, and sometimes people think that people who have spiritual directors must must think they're very special or very holy. And I think I would say people who I know who are in school and 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 me. I don't have a spiritual director because I'm so holy or special. I have a spiritual director because I need help um, <laughs> yeah. to really, to focus, you know, and to, and to really look at what is God saying to me? And when, when I, when we say that, when we talk about what is God saying to us, our first stop always is scripture mm-hmm. is not what is God saying to me, like randomly, but we start with the word mm-hmm. um, because again, what's in our own head, sometimes can be a little misguided or confused. Right. Word is not. And so we always start with the word and we move from there. Yeah. So there's a lot of clarity to be found there. Um, so some of the work that you do is based in scripture, your, your various studies, your courses, your podcast, maybe just tell us a little bit about the kind of ministry that you're focused on right now. For example, um, your, your podcast, is it a year old? Not quite. Almost. Okay. And, and almost tell us the name yeah. of it. And, and what was what what inspired you to begin that work? So uh, the podcast name is Not Lukewarm Podcast. So mm-hmm. you can find it at notlukewarmpodcast.com. And it's also, I guess, on Apple and wherever else podcasts are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that works out uh, in that regard. You can find it easily. But the impetus came from the fact that I love to talk to people. And I was I was in the middle of some job transitions where I was not able to be I'm not with people as much uh, as I was and I also just really this is something that again I discerned this actually in spiritual direction is why should I have a podcast well mm-hmm. because I want to share with people the truth beauty and goodness of Catholicism but I did not want to do it from a super intellectual or heavy-handed way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm practical. Ignatian spirituality is practical. It's based in the, in the everyday of life. And so I wanted that podcast to be something that people could go to, listen to, and then also get something that they could do. And so part of what I do in my podcast is each week, I have what is called a not lukewarm challenge. So it's a very small, usually it's a small thing to say this prayer or to do this activity mm-hmm. um, for a week that just says, okay, my life is not all about me. It's about God as well. And what can I do to get closer to him? You know, how can I live more, not lukewarm? So right. that's what I do with the, with the podcast. Oh, that's great. I love that. And um, so people can check that out at notlukewarmpodcast.com. We'll get that linked up in the show notes, which are always available at ascensionpress.com. You can check that out there. Um, but you're also doing some courses. You're, you're one of those people, and I love this because I'm one of these people too. Like a little bit of everything's going on over there at DeannaBartolini.com. Yes. So that's, <laughs> that's a relatively new thing. So, so again, it's my, 
initial training when I went to college is I'm an educator. I'm an Mm -hmm. elementary school teacher. I have a degree in elementary education and applied linguistics. So really my, my field was to teach children, basically, mostly, who don't speak English, how to speak English. Mm-hmm. So I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher at heart. This is who I am. This is what I do. Most of my uh, work in, in parishes was teaching. And then I found myself in this place where I wasn't teaching. <laughs> and I wasn't, you know, and at first you think, oh, we'll just do a different job, right? What's the big right. deal? But if we really believe that God has a purpose, and I do believe God has a purpose for each of us, that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. My, you know, people sometimes ask the question, what's your superpower? Yeah. Well, my superpower, and, and I say this with, with humility, okay? But I, this is my superpower. I can take complicated things and make them simple. Mm-hmm. And I think when I, when I go out and I listen to a lot of people talking about Catholicism, they make it really hard. Mm-hmm. And they make scripture really hard. And it's not. And that's why, like, your books do that, right? This is not rocket science. Yeah, I'm all about the practical and simplifying things. Exactly, exactly. We have to be practical. We have to be simple. We have to be straightforward. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I aim to do in my courses. The other thing that I am doing, which is a little bit different than what I've seen in the past, is I'm really focusing on live classes. Mm -hmm. So we have Zoom classes. So when the teaching part of it is done, we talk. There's questions to answer. People ask questions. They talk to each other. It isn't just about me. You know, like, oh, here's Diana Bartolini imparting wisdom from on high. No. Right. It's, it's more, yes, I know some things, and I tell everybody what I know, and then we talk together about what does the scripture have to do? Again, how does this affect my life? How does this make me a better person? Mm-hmm. You know, God doesn't want us to know things for the sake of knowing them. Yeah. They have to go out into the world. We have to make the world a better place. And when we know his word, I think we can, we can do that a little more easily because right. we have that foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so inside of these classes, these courses that you offer, I mean, can people go and sign up for one that you have running or do they need to like book you for, like how does, all the, how does it function just so people can know what kind of resource they can get there? So it functions how, well, simply, all right. Typically, I run a course at a specific time. So like right now, we are doing St. Paul's Letter to the Romans. Last month, I did uh, Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those, then I have a course on grace. I have a course on uh, abundance. Those are on the website that basically we make a trade, your email for a course. Um, yeah. That's all. And so the because I feel very strongly that I don't want to hold scripture hostage. It's not mine. It's God's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want everyone to have the opportunity. And if people choose to pay something, they can. And if they choose not to, it makes no difference. So the you sign up uh, with your email to get the courses. And then if they're live, then every, in this case, Wednesday, you get a link to a Zoom meeting and we get together at the predetermined time and we have the class. So right now, Romans is running on Wednesdays at 12.30 and 7.30 because some people wanted class during the day. So we have two groups. And this going. is Eastern time. Yeah, Eastern time. Okay. Um, and it's interesting to me because there are people in the class in New England. There are people in the class in California, in Texas. I don't know these people. There are 
a number of people I know, but right. there are other people that I, I don't know. They just found it on the website or they heard mm-hmm. my podcast or whatever, or saw it at Catholic mom, whatever, right. you know, it might be. So, yeah. Well, I think that's one of the, the kind of side blessings of this time of COVID, you know, the things that we didn't anticipate, yeah. but people are becoming more comfortable with these virtual options. I know I've been doing some virtual retreats and um, conversations like that with women's groups, but then, you know, I've done some with a local group that will hire me to do like a mini retreat, for example, but if they open it up online, you can all of a sudden have, you know, people across the country that are participating in this. And it's really, it's really a nice thing. It kind of gives you an idea of the exponential grace, right? That you put something out there and it can be multiplied. It's true. And then you see how God moves, you know, that it's, um, you know, somebody invites their friend and, and then they invite somebody else. And it is, it just like, in some ways, this time makes you feel like you're limited, but in other ways, when you think about the ability of the internet, then it gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and the other thing I do is if people want, like, let's say a parish wants to have a Bible study, but they don't have the time or the resources to do it themselves. I, I can do that as well for people, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, I'm pretty open. This is my ministry. This is my focus. This is what I'm building right now. Um, I'm not able to go to work at the retreat center at this time. So right. this is this is what I'm doing with some other, you know, some other side work. But I consider this really my my full-time call now and what I'm going to be building moving forward. So I love that. I, and I love what you're sharing and your approach. It it very much feels compatible with my approach to spirituality as well. So I love that about everything that you share. And now you've been also a writer. So people can check out your contributions at catholicmom.com. That's how I first became acquainted with you and your work. Um, but some of your writing has been published in a book. Maybe you can share us a little, uh, share with us a little bit about that. So my I have a Bible study published by Our Sunday Visitor. It is a Bible study on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so that's available either on Amazon or our Sunday visitor. And it's part of the Stay Connected Journals for Catholic Women. So right now there are six journals. So six different authors. Wait, I think it's six. It could be seven. Anyway, (laughs) um, Stay Connected Journals for Catholic Women. They were the brainchild of Alison Jingris. And so she invited me along with five other women to to write one book each mm-hmm. and so we have and they're great books because they're not super long and again all of the books the one about you know the fruit of the holy spirit as well as we have one on liturgical living on virtues on peace various titles all of them the focus is the same it's how do we use scripture to grow closer to god and how do we use it to impact our daily life so again, practical and bite size. I know you're that you personally are familiar with the books, right? Um, yeah, Allison has been on Girlfriends to talk about them, so I think some listeners will be familiar as well. Yeah, I mean they're great books because they're not they're the kind of book that if you have a small group in an hour and a half you can do a chapter, mm-hmm. um, which I think is great. And again, it dives you helps you dive into the word, uh, right? so important. Yeah. Yeah. So on a practical note, like what what advice might you offer somebody listening who's, you know, maybe a busy mom, maybe struggling with extra anxiety during this time of COVID, whether it's related to her work or her children's education or, you know, balancing all of those things. 
I, I think some people find themselves feeling lost and not really sure, you know, what what they should be doing in their prayer life, what it can look like, or even just where to begin. What kind of advice would you offer to somebody who's struggling in that kind of situation right now? So I find that the, the best things for me are the things that I don't really have to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like to read the gospel, the, the mass readings every day. And when you read them, it's helpful because first of all, it's relatively short. And second of all, you get a little bit of a Psalm in there. And the Psalms often really speak to how to remain calm. They speak to the fact that God is in control. They speak to the fact that he's got everything taken care of ahead of time and that we don't need to worry. Mm -hmm. And then in the gospels, you know, you hear Jesus and you hear him speaking to his apostles. You hear him reassuring, you hear him healing. All of that is really helpful. And so I think if, if there was nothing else you were going to do, okay, not one other thing, if you just took five minutes and read the, the daily readings, I think that would be a huge, huge help in your spiritual life. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing. And the other thing is, is I think that as moms, especially if moms of young children, pretty much everything we do with your, with your kids, it's a prayer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the prayer like, Lord, please don't let me hurt them um, <laughs> because they're making me crazy. Right. Don't, don't like, don't let me lock myself in the bathroom um, <laughs> because I know I need to take care of them. Um, but it's, it's the idea that when you change their diaper, when you give them a bath, when you make their lunch, when you do those things, that's your work. And so your work is your prayer. Mm-hmm. We, we are not souls and bodies separate, right? We're, we're together. Mm-hmm. Our soul is not walking around somewhere else. It's within us. And so if we offer our day to God and we say, Lord, help me do what I have to do today with your love, with your care, and with your concern, and to see Jesus in, in these little people that are surrounding me, in you know the middle schoolers that are making me crazy, whatever the situation, I think then you've done your job, you know, and yeah. you've prayed. Yeah. I also, I, I want to say this. I, I wish moms would stop worrying so much. And, and I say this with all the wisdom of, you know, now I have, I'm not even telling you how old my kids are. <laughs> Just say they're inching toward their mid thirties. Um, and as a grandmother, and I listen to them and I think you guys stop worrying, stop mm-hmm. worrying so much because most people who worry are really good parents, right? Right. Like parents who aren't doing a good job typically don't tend to worry. <laughs> they're not worried about it. <laughs> right. You know, um, they're not. And so that alone shows that you, you care and that you want to do what is right. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Merton has that prayer. I don't know if you've ever, I used to give it out all the time when I did high school retreats with, with high schoolers, mm-hmm. um, but it's great for moms too. And it says, it goes something like this and I'll try to find it to maybe you could link to it. Yeah, that would be great. Um, this idea that I don't know where I'm going and I don't know necessarily if I'm doing the right thing, but I believe that my desire to please you pleases you. Oh, Yeah. So that's, it's, a, it's longer than that, but that's mm-hmm. like the key takeaway, right? That, that your desire to pray, your desire to serve, that pleases God. And that in and of itself is the prayer, is the service, is yes, the, the giving back to him what he's given to you. 
I think that's so true. Such such wisdom in that little nugget right there, Deanna. I, it's the gray hairs, Jenny. <laughs> nobody They're good for something. <laughs> I like that. No, there's a lot of wisdom in that. What a beautiful thing. I was going to ask you as a takeaway to share one of your not lukewarm challenges with us, but I think that's it right there. You've just given us that oh. challenge to, to pray that. That would be a great challenge. That would be, actually, I may try to use that in my podcast because I haven't used that one yet. That's a perfect challenge. When you feel like overwhelmed or first thing in the morning, print it out, put it on your bathroom mirror. I love putting things on my bathroom mirror. Oh, me too. And I do that for my kids too because I know they're going to see it there. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, And also, you know, if you write with a permanent marker on a bathroom mirror, it comes off. What? Oh, I'm scared to even try that. I'll be like, Deanna told me it was okay. (laughs) I'm not lying. Okay. This isn't a practical joke you're playing on me right now. (laughs) No, 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 no. That would make a huge disastrous mess. And so I wouldn't do that to you. I like you. I wouldn't do that to you. (laughs) So you can use a permanent marker and put a note on your mirror. That is fantastic. And if you don't want to do that, just use a dry erase marker. Um, But that'll also work on a bathroom mirror. So you can just put that up on your mirror and then, and that's your prayer. You know, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That is your takeaway, folks. There is your not lukewarm challenge from Deanna Bartolini. Oh my gosh, that's so great. So go to the show notes at ascensionpress.com to get all the links to Deanna's great work, her podcast, deannabartolini.com, her books, her retreats, her virtual courses, everything that she's got going on over there is going to be linked up in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. If you can't remember to go there, if you're right in the middle of going for a walk or taking a run or going for a drive or doing the dishes and all those things I know you do while we listen here, um, just text the word girlfriends to 33777 and you will get those show notes sent right to your inbox every week. You won't miss out on any of the good stuff that we are sharing here. Yeah. I just want to thank you for being a part of the Girlfriends Podcast today. You've been such a joy to connect with. I already knew that about you, but it's been fun to have this excuse to get together and just talk girlfriend to girlfriend. This was a lot of fun, and I appreciate the opportunity. And have everyone. I want everyone to have a great day and know that I will be praying for all of us to remember to just relax. God loves us. Jesus loves you. We came full circle. That's right. Jesus loves you. (laughs) Excellent. That's a great note to end on. Thank you so much. Coming up, we've got some listener feedback here on Girlfriends. But first, a quick break. Don't go anywhere. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, we're Jackie and Bobby Angel with Ascension Presents. And we wrote a book. Yay! Ta-da. Um, it's on discernment, which is figuring out the will of God in your life, which can be an exciting and yet exhausting endeavor. It's called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. And we wrote it with Father Mike Schmitz from Ascension Presents. You might know him. <laughs> you may know that guy. The book is concise, but there's lots of wisdom for any person that really wants to do God's will. And it's a, it's a journey trying to figure out what God wants for your life. And so there's a lot of wisdom from things we've learned along the way. There's testimonies and and parts of our stories to help you out. Really like this is a book I wish I had 
as a young adult, like this would have helped me a lot in my 20s. Discernment is a question we get asked all the time. Where is God calling me? What am I called to? What vocation am I called to? How do I know if I'm supposed to take it? this job? How do I know this? So we wrote this book to help you along the way to give five steps to discern whatever decision you're making and hopefully to give that peace and that joy that will come from making that decision. And the, the main goal is to help you grow closer to God along the way. So maybe not you, maybe someone in your life is wrestling with a really tough decision and you want to give them some kind of resource or encouragement. It's for if you've got a big decision, period. Yeah, so go get your copy of Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry. Go buy one for a friend. Buy one for someone who's not your friend. Love your enemies. <laughs> buy them this book. <laughs> go to ascensionpress.com and get your copy today. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share a little bit of listener feedback. Your feedback means so much to me because you're the reason I'm doing this. You're the reason I'm recording this podcast. You are the reason I show up here week after week. I want this podcast to serve you and your needs. So if you reach out to me at danielle at daniellebean.com, you can let me know how I can better do that. You can let me know feedback on the topics that we share here or things that you'd like to see in a future episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. It would be hugely helpful to me. So I wanted to share um, this feedback that I recently received from listener Sarah. Sarah sent an email and she says, Dear Danielle, I wanted to thank you for producing your podcast. I'm going through your backlog and was just listening to Seven Ways to Find Peace in Quarantine. Yeah, I remember recording that one in the thick of everything this past spring. Um, so Sarah goes on, one of the most remarkable things about my faith journey is seeing how God puts things in your path when you most need them. We've been very blessed over these last few months, but I'm always trying to be more optimistic and trusting God and all that great stuff. But I really needed to hear you at around five minutes in, you told me to just show up. Thank you for the nudge I needed. And this is not the first time either. Keep up the good work. I'm praying for you. Thanks again, Sarah. So thank you for that, Sarah, and thank you for your prayers. Thank you for the reminder that the Girlfriends community is a prayer-filled community. I do pray for everyone who listens to the Girlfriends podcast. So if you're listening right now, you have been prayed for. And so I'm going to pray for you also, Sarah. But thank you for sharing that story that you got a nudge through the podcast at just the right time, because stories like that really, really touch me because it underscores for me the fact that all the work that I do, whether it's writing a book or putting something on social media or recording a podcast or a video or whatever, that all of it is meant to be God's work and he has a purpose for it. And I need to be continually reminding myself of that fact that the work that I do, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with serving God's people in the way that he wants them to be served. And he finds a way to do that. I find that so encouraging to know that he's able to use my little podcast, my little thing that I recorded. I remember recording that podcast sitting in my car in the midst of the quarantine. So, you know, that's that's really very gratifying to know that he can work that way. God, God works those kinds of little miracles every day through the kinds of things that we share. And I want to encourage you too to think about that. Think about the ways that God might want to use you and be open to the ways that God might want to use you. Use your voice, use your nudge in the lives of the people that he He puts in your life right now. It's your own home, your own family, your own work, your own community. I think that's really a very affirming and encouraging way to approach whatever we might be doing. It can have so much greater meaning, value, impact, and significance than we ever realize inside of the moment. 
So thank you, Sarah, for sending in that feedback. If you have feedback you want to offer or a topic you'd like to suggest for a future show or a question, sometimes I like to take on people's questions in this little segment at the end of the show, you can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And let's make sure you are getting the show notes sent to your inbox every week. You can do that by texting the word girlfriends to 33777. That will subscribe you to the show notes. That way you'll get all the links for every episode of the podcast. Like Deanna mentioned in today's interview that she wanted to share that Thomas Merton prayer. Well, that's going to be available in the show notes at ascensionpress.com, but you can get them sent right to you very simply by texting the word girlfriends to 33777. If you're outside the United States, just email me and I'll make sure you get added to that list. Unfortunately, that fun little texting thing won't work for you. But inside the US, text the word girlfriends to 33777. All right, before we have to go, I just want to remind you to go over to catholicmomssummit.com and make sure you are registered for that event. I cannot wait to share it all with you. I can't wait to connect with you there because this event is more than just sharing these great talks by these great presenters on this one weekend in November. This is the beginning of something big. This is the beginning of a community of women. And you are an important part of that a community of women looking to connect and share about their shared experience of Catholic motherhood. I'm all about that. And I would love for you to be a part of that community as well. So check it out at catholicmomssummit.com. I can't wait to connect with you there. And that's all the time we have for this week. But I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. It is so meaningful to me. It is so encouraging to me to know that you are listening, that you are connecting with me through the podcast. It truly is a gift to me, the fact that you show up here. So thank you for your presence here. Thank you for being part of today's show. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 